Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now they'll bring in Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel holds his eyes right down the middle of the field and throws a perfect ball. NFL veteran for 14 seasons. Snap, play fake. Daniel going to arch it down the right side. Into the end zone. Pass, caught. Touchdown, Allen Robinson. Bears have taken the lead. Coming back from 17 down. Super Bowl champion. Get ready to party with the Lombardi, New Orleans. It's already started. The miracle in Miami has happened. The Saints have won the Super Bowl. Former Bears quarterback. The beauty of us having Chase here, you feel so lucky and fortunate that there's zero panic. Guys are just focused. They understand. They believe in him. Analyst for The Athletic, the 33rd team, and NFL Network. What's going on, Chase? How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for filling in, man. Those guys are slacking. They need to get to work. What do they think this is? Just vacation time over here, man? We're here to talk some football today. We want winners here, not pikers. A piker walks at the bell. A piker asks how much vacation time you get in the first year. Vacation time? You want vacation time? Go teach third grade public school. Chase Daniel with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. Yeah, that's true. He's the quarterback. He shows up. He answers the bell every day. We're just these lowly radio hosts. We, we, we take our paid vacation. We don't always post. No. Guilty. We're soft. It's true. <laughs> Chase Daniel is with wow. us on our Twitch broadcast and our YouTube stream, and he's on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Happy New Year, Chase. Happy New Year, guys. How's everything going? It's going very well. Um, was that the best film Justin Fields has put on tape as a passer against the Atlanta Falcons as a pure thrower. It's top two, three, probably. Yeah. I, over I, I mean, I said, I said, uh, I said first half of the Denver game. I'm not sure whichever one you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. First half Denver game's good. Um, I mean, this is up there. Like it was, it was just impressive. And like, honestly, like I, I, I watched it live because I enjoy actually watching the bears. I'm a bears fan, big Eberflus fan. And then I just rewatched it. Um, for a second time on the all 22 coaches film um, and the first like two drives, it was impossible to see because of the snow. And so my mind, even on the film, so my mind went to like, man, it was really snowing harder than, than it looked. And then like Justin has the gloves on, shouldn't feel it really feel comfortable throwing in the snow. And then even his post game comments, he was like, I was a little bit worried about the snow and, and coming as a thrower. That's where my mind went like, man, and they come out the first play of the game and run this like corner and up, throws an absolute dime to DJ Moore and sort of got the the party started there for for Justin and the Bears. So many dimes, right? Like ball placement. What did you think of the, the ball placement on so many of those throws to Moore, the one to Tyler Scott in the end zone that he didn't complete? 
but it, yeah. it 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 seemed it seemed like next level stuff, Chase. I, I got to tell you, I haven't been able to get this thought out of my head when you said. You know, Justin has established himself. He could be between, say, 20 and 25 of all the quarterbacks in the NFL. When you put the whole skill set together, that performance the other day, that looked better than 20 to 25, didn't it? That game? Easily. Easily. It's it's all about consistency. But, yeah, it absolutely did. Like, I'd put it in top 10, top 15. I mean, that's just, like, that's just the way it is. Like, it's been poor quarterback play. It's been the year of the backup. Right. So if you're, 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 you're judging them right now, based on the quarterbacks that are in the league, I think he's top 15 for sure. And, and the thing that I've just really enjoyed watching and, and you're right, like it's the ball placement, it's the accuracy, it's the movement in the pocket. It's uh, the, the mental aspect of the game speeding up for him. It just, you can just feel it on the film on, on the film when you're watching it. And the one to Tyler Scott, man, that should have been, that should have been caught. Like it should have been another touchdown pass stats would have looked even better. But just his consistency throughout the the second half of the year after he's come back from that thumb has been really impressive. Like he looks to me like the game has slowed down. And when the game slows down for you as a quarterback, that's when you can start adding more stuff offensively. That's when your offensive package can get bigger. That's when the players around you uh, start to make more plays. And it's just, it's been a really impressive run. And, And honestly, like, you know, it's it's a big day for Chicago sports talk and national sports <laughs> talk because everyone and their mom is talking about Justin Fields right now and today, and rightfully so, because like all these quote unquote sources, and I look, we've been on it the whole time. Like they're saying, man, they made the decision really difficult. They made the decision tough. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Like that's all you could possibly want if you're Justin Fields. And quite honestly, look, I've been on record, and I wanted to say this before you guys asked me it, like. Now, to me, you cannot, if you pick a guy, number one, at quarterback, you cannot keep Justin Fields on the roster. And the reason I'm saying that is after reading, and I read like four or five articles to prepare for this, and every single article I read out of Chicago was how much the players love Justin Fields and how much they want him to be his quarterback. DJ Moore, star receiver. Like, he's like, yeah, I said it. So what? Like, now it's on ownership. So so now it's really flipped the script where he's won that locker room. And everyone on that team, it, like, player-wise, wants him to be the quarterback. Now you're going to have an absolute disaster on your hands if you keep him. So I just wanted to get that out because hmm. I knew that was coming. Um, and I have been on record. But but after seeing and hearing his teammates say that, like, I'm, I'm impressed, guys. It's, it's, it's impressive. I agree with that completely. What if they do trade Justin Fields and all of his teammates are disappointed? How tough is that for Caleb Williams or Drake May to walk into? You get over it. it, it, it they'll be disappointed for the offseason. Yeah. And then they'll see Caleb Williams or Drake May or shoot, I put Michael Penix up there now. Like like the dude last night put on an absolute show. Like just pure actually throwing the football. Like you've got to put him up there in that conversation as well. well but they'll, they'll get over it. And, okay. and as soon as they, as soon as they see a new guy come in, like, yeah, Hey, like Justin might be their boy. It's a game of football and it's a decision that polls make. And I'm sure, and I'm sure like whatever decision they make, if polls goes that direction, he'll call in the leaders of the team and be like, Hey, look, like uh, is it just too good of an opportunity to pass up to draft a quarterback? Like we love Justin, yada, 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 all that, all that talk, but it, it'll be fun. So chase Daniel has been in these locker rooms where two quarterbacks 
are you know have these relationships so so you're you're the right guy to be asking about this all right so you're on record if they draft a quarterback at one you can't keep justin not anymore if they draft a quarterback at one and justin's gone the room will get over it what if they did a hybrid if they traded down uh, a little bit or maybe even a couple of times and they kept Justin, but they also took a quarterback towards the end of the first round. They tra- they did like a, a a Jordan Love draft and stash or the Pat Mahomes kind of draft and stash kind of thing where you do draft one, but it's still Justin's team. Is that tenable in the locker room? They're not going to do that. They, 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 they honestly like they'd be they'd be silly to do that because because if you're drafting that far down in the first round, all those like those three guys are the only three guys that you would want. In my opinion, like it makes no sense to take a, a quarterback in the first round late if it's not Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix Jr. Like, or, or like maybe I, I just I don't know if Bo Nix is going to go. And I quite honestly, I can't I, I haven't watched enough Bo Nix film, but everything I'm hearing is like late first, early second, middle second with Bo. <clears throat> but I, I just don't think they're going to do that because th- th- that to me, I would rather have them draft another tackle or an offensive guard or a center or something. They need some offensive line help rather than uh, like a quarterback that late. All right. And you are still of the trade, the pick build around Justin. That is, that is where Chase Daniel sits. I've sat I've sat that way since September, man. Okay. Like, you know that I, I'm not, I just, want, I just want, 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 want to be sure after his best game, you trying to have mm-hmm. me change after one of his best games. No, I mean, look, I, I've always said it and the biggest thing for me with Justin is like you, you just had to show improvement and he's shown drastic improvement. He's shown pocket awareness that maybe wasn't there the first year or two. He's shown even a better running skill and like a knack of when to take off. There's a couple of plays in the game where he like thought to take off and he saw a receiver open. He just threw it. Like, I don't know if he would have done that a year or two ago. And um, I mean, look, even if Justin man, isn't the quarterback, of the Chicago Bears next year, like he's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. And some team's yes. going to be really lucky to get him, whether it's the Raiders or, uh, uh, like, I don't know. Like, uh, the Raiders keep popping up to my head for some reason. I, I don't know why. Um, Falcons, there's a lot we, of think, we think Falcons make yeah. a lot of sense. R- Ryan Pace is employed there. He drafted him. Fields is from Atlanta. They don't have a top five pick. They've got other weapons. Yeah. Atlanta I just seems- don't know. I- I just don't know how well he fits that offense. Like, I, like that offense would have to do a 360 in terms of that's a huge under center play action squad. Not a lot of QB. Like, so okay, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the pace thing for sure makes a ton of sense. Like I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big Ryan pace fan. So I can see that. Um, but yeah, I just, ah, man, he's going to be a starter. He's going to be a, a legit starter somewhere. And, and wouldn't it be funny? Like, I feel like, and you guys have obviously a, a way better um feel of the city and chicago and the national landscape but i feel like most people fans want to see justin stay i and and you know maybe it's 70 30 60 whatever i I think but in general more people want him to see him stay how pissed off would chicago bears fans see if they see him next year with the raiders just balling and they see a, a guy who in Caleb Williams, Drake May, Penix, whatever you want to say, who they draft one, just struggling, man. Like, you know, like it's just such a crapshoot drafting quarterbacks. And you're going to bet your franchise on it. And quite honestly, I, I, I think that they're probably going to end up too good to be true passing up a quarterback at one because these two quarterbacks are pretty good. 
but like, think about, think about that. Like week six or seven and the bears are struggling to win some games because they started the quarterback clock again. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields has had his second or third 300 yard passing game in seven games, but chase, but it's chase an offense that fits them. Like I can just, I'm just saying, I just see that happening. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Sure. No, no, yeah, no, no, you you welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, but, but, no, but here's the thing. We lived the reverse by taking Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. So there yeah. is, there is a sizable portion of the fan base. Who's, uh, who does see the advantage of possibly getting the generational guy if Caleb is that? Um, that's that's different. That's different though. That's different because those were people they could pick in the draft. This guy here, Justin, you know what you got in him, and you know what you think you're going to get with Drake and Caleb. They haven't played it down. You don't know what you're getting in them. So it still is inconsistent in though, right? Like Justin, yeah. Justin's passing production. We we got to go back not that far. The Cardinals game. You know, we don't we don't have to go back that far to yeah. see an offense that has stalled with him, and his athleticism is unbelievable. But that's not something that you're going to be relying on in your late twenties and early thirties. It's got to be as a passer, which Lamar has improved to, and he's going to win the MVP. Cam Newton did not, you know. So there's a there is a risk that that consistency as a passer, and. I don't know that I personally could live with the Bears passing on. If if Caleb becomes the next Mahomes and they passed on a Mahomes-esque player twice, that would be very tough to stomach if Fields does have that ceiling of 12th best or whatever you were saying earlier. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's... <laughs> but I think both options are good. I think, because like you said, yeah. F- Fields is a starter with draft picks around him. And if Ryan Poles says that the guy in the draft is better than him, then that's exciting too. I think the Bears have two good options. I think they have two good options, and quite honestly, I don't know if the front office and polls thought that they that Justin would make this decision so difficult uh-huh. because because like it, it really is like it, it has like I, I almost I almost think in polls' head in the back of his head he was probably thinking like all right we'll see what Justin's got but like you know he ain't gonna make it that hard on us he, the dude has made it tough. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. National media is talking about it. So you better get it right. Like, whatever you do, you better get it right. I completely agree with that. I, I think it was really fascinating the way this season began, Chase Daniel. They went hardcore pocket passer stuff right away in weeks one, two, and three. R- right away. And with the safety valve in their back pocket of the two first-round picks, knowing in a quarterback-rich draft that that was their safety option and Justin didn't react well he was bad in those first two games and he looked so slow and methodical but now we've been on this journey and I agree that Justin is is forcing them to have a more difficult decision the question is what's Luke Getze's role in all of that and as you've watched the year and these past few weeks where Justin has looked the way he has have the schemes evolved or has Justin just played better yeah, I mean the scheme has evolved for sure. Justin's played a lot better. Schemes evolved. It's it's that's another like difficult decision. You know, everywhere I'm hearing that like you know the Bears are leaning toward keeping Eber, and and quite honestly, I think they should. He's shown enough to to, you, to be able to. Then you move your focus to you know offensive coordinator, and they're going to have to hire a defensive coordinator. Are, are they are they willing to make a change at offensive coordinator? Well, I, I could I could argue the last quarter of the season that. Getsy has proven himself to be a guy that could take the offense and build it with the right pieces and has shown enough uh, innovativeness, if that's a word, uh, to uh, continue innovation 
to continue um, building around Justin and the pieces and starting to understand what Justin likes, second year in the system, all that, all that good stuff. So if can you, somebody it, else do short yardage, by the way? Can somebody else do that? Somebody else do that so he doesn't do yeah. – uh, it, it, it runs from the shotgun oh, in short yardage. Yeah. yeah, that fourth and one tush push was was close. I mean, Justin was yeah. up in the air for a good three – I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really, the Eagles are the only team that can do that right. It's insane. Yeah, they need a better center badly. Yes, uh, they do. Yes, so, they if do. You, so you're bringing back Justin Fields. Would you bring back Luke Getze? Would you argue for continuity, or would you try to hire someone else? Man, that's a hard, that's a hard choice. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to plead the fifth on that because uh, look, I, I think Getsy, uh, I, I like him. I think he's great. And, and I think there's also other like, like more, like, I think there's better options, but I think what, what Getsy has done, um, you got to sort of like stick. I don't know. That's so hard. It's <laughs> like, all right. Like the Justin Fields one, right? Like that's, that's difficult. And it's point, but like now, like there's so many different options. Do you keep Justin and fire Getsy? Do you keep Justin and keep Jesse Getsy? Do you get away with Justin and draft Caleb and keep there's so many different options? And people just think it's just one. Like it's just one option. You or two options. You're gonna trade Justin or he's gonna be become the starter here. There's so many different options depending on who you pick, depending on what the offense is. But I think Getsy's, I mean, the last quarter of the season, like six games, five, six games has shown he's shown enough to keep his job. I know that. As we're talking to Chase Daniels, you check out Chase Daniels' show on YouTube. Uh, the next 10 years, we asked you this about six or eight weeks ago. The next 10 years, who's the better football player, Justin Fields or Jordan Love? Yeah, I mean, I, I think better football player, that's tough. Better quarterback is Jordan Love. Like, Be- I just better, think better, qu- better quarterback. Better quarterback. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, and, and, um, I just think really the last eight games of Jordan's, uh, like season, he's just shown, he's shown so much growth. Like he just, he just looks comfortable. He can put the ball wherever he wants. He's got the green Bay Packers in a play in game. Pretty much they win they're in. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jordan right now. You, you know, what's amazing about him is that obviously Christian Watson was supposed to be the number one and, and he has been so when healthy, but sometimes he's gone a lot to Romeo Dobbs. Sometimes he's gone yeah. a lot to Jaden Reed. Sometimes he's gone a lot to Dontavian Wicks. And now the other night it's Bo Melton. And, and that's like <laughs> the third down target on multiple yeah. big throws is Bo Melton. Guy has cycled through five different young wide receivers yeah. of very little renown and put up 3,830 touchdowns. And that that's what people don't understand. I'm glad you may, uh, brought that up because they're doing it. I mean, Chris Watson is just an injury waiting to happen. Like he's their, he's their best receiver. He just hasn't played a lot. This Jaden Reed dude, number 11, is really, really good. Like I really enjoy watching him. He you know, he left the game with a chest injury. I think he'll be okay for the for this week 18 game, but he just hadn't had a lot of <clears throat> a lot of uh, people around him. And so that's what makes this season even more impressive from a quarterback perspective is you're putting up these numbers and you're you've got a chance to go to the playoffs with these receivers. Like they got to do something about it in the offseason in my opinion, but it's been impressive. Man, this is going to be an insane time, man, for for the Bears and the city. I said earlier uh, in our pre-show meeting, I think other than uh, teams that can win the Super Bowl, the Bears quarterback story as it relates to Fields and the number one pick is the most interesting story in the NFL. I you- would argue that it's even more than some of the playoff 
game pictures and stuff. I mean, like it's in my opinion, like it's it, to me, it's been on my radar since October. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, you know, but I think, I think national media is starting to pick up on it for good reason, because first of all, the bears team has shown a ton of resolve and Matt Eberflus has shown a ton of resolve. Like they, the crazy thing is like, and, and I said it, I said it a few weeks back and you called me crazy. I was like, would it be crazy? Like if Justin sort of led them on a little playoff push <laughs> and they needed a tie to happen between the Packers and Vikings to stay in it. <laughs> but could you imagine if they actually tied and we're sitting on the show today talking about the bears could make the playoffs. Like that was wild to talk even remotely about in end of October. And so the, the back half of the season, the team looks like they're gelling the camaraderie's there. Everyone, the brotherhood is what they talk about. Everyone, like that, it's it's been impressive. Chase, good stuff, man. We'll talk to you after Bears and Packers, and then I'm sure we'll bother you at some time uh, throughout the offseason as you do film work on these quarterback draft prospects, man. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. That is Chase Daniels. You check out his YouTube show, The Chase Daniels Show, on YouTube. I think the stuff um, from him about how it would play in the locker room on multiple scenarios is really, really valuable because that guy's been in some very complicated locker rooms and quarterback situations. Yeah, um, and in some ways some simple ones because he backed up great players and he wasn't a threat to to take their jobs and he was there because he was – quarterback, coach on the field, solid backup. No one thought he was replacing Drew Brees. You're no right. one thought he was replacing Justin Herbert or Alex Smith. And that's preferable. That, that That's what you're always choosing for yeah. for an, an established guy. But it's, it goes in the face of what Olin was talking about, which is that if you're just honest with these young players, you could possibly do it. And, and I said, listen, I said it to Olin. I said it to him. I Fields is too good. He's too well-liked in the locker room. And he's too valuable of a commodity. Like, you can, you can, you might be able to get a first-round pick for Justin Fields. That is possible. Hmm. If teams can't draft at the top of this draft yep. and say, you know what, I'll trade my, maybe not a first-round pick this year, but maybe a first-round pick next year, I'll trade you a 2025 first-round pick for Justin Fields. If three or four teams get into the bidding war for that, I think that's absolutely in play. Uh, I would think it's probably a second and more draft capital, but... Yeah, man, he's a he's a real player. So it's either Fields yeah. or someone else. I, I agree with this texter for the most part because he says that I think the thing that the part that's being overlooked is how sometimes you guys act like Justin is done evolving. He can make every throw. Sometimes he turns them down, which I think is something that he can do. Have we said once this year on an interception, what was he thinking? To me, he doesn't make dumb throws. He just turns down ones that we all know that he can make. I've talked about that a bit. When's the last time you're like, what the hell is he doing throwing that ball into harm's way? A couple overthrows every once in a while. I mean, the the Arizona game, that one on Christmas Eve really rubbed me the wrong way. Late in the game, you're trying to salt away a victory, and you're throwing a pick in the red zone. Can't have that. No, it's true. But then, <laughs> then he goes out and balls out the next game. No, so it's, it's like, true. So you write it off as like, oh, bad mistake by a young player. Who is in year three? Yeah. Shouldn't he, be making those mistakes. But that that was kind of a killer, even though it didn't cost him the game. But it's like, oh, that's the kind of stuff you can't have. That was, that was a really bad pick. He's you're right. But he only has nine. He's got nine interceptions on the year. Yeah, the ratio is pretty good, and people on t- on the Twitch this morning talking about if he didn't have the Hail Mary interceptions, the ratio would be even better. Yep, so. yep, absolutely. Now, he also hasn't played in all the games, so all of the counting numbers are a little low. Yeah. Um, 
That that pick slipped my mind for a second. That was a really bad pick. It was a long time ago. <laughs> we've been off for a while. We've been, we've been off for a while. Yeah, but I saw Tanny like leaning into the microphone. He was like, "Ooh, I haven't forgotten have about one. that interception." It's very recent. Let me tell you about it. Uh, yeah, and while I don't love the like the season is a success if you just beat the Packers, make everything about beating the Packers. When both teams have young 25 and under starting quarterbacks on rookie on like cheap contracts and in theory can be there for the next 10 years, that's what you're talking about. If the quarterback experts are like, yeah, Fields is good, but he's not better than that guy, that does matter because it's not Kirk Cousins, who's 36. Yeah. It's not Jared Goff, who's what in his late 20s, who's five years older than him. I mean, these are these are contemporaries, these are peers, these are guys that in theory are gonna play. 20 plus Bears Packers games mm-hmm. against each other if they both are committed to him. I don't I don't want to be on the wrong side of having the better quarterback for the next decade with the Packers again. This rivalry game matters a lot on both sides, which is why Nance and Romo are doing the game. Nance and Romo doing the game. We'll talk to Kurt Warner about it at four. Peter King next, and then Jalen Johnson at five. We will take your calls after Kurt Warner. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. I am the original talk show windbag. I I am the guest that just keeps on giving and never shuts up. Looking forward to talking to the original windbag, Peter King. In a matter of moments, Kurt Warner in 30 minutes, Jalen Johnson in 90 minutes. And I should let you know, you're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Tuesday, Tuesday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. The lead item in Peter King's football morning in America is about the Ravens and not just Lamar Jackson, but the wide receiver and tight end targets assembled by Eric DaCosta and others there in Baltimore. It is uh, quite a performance these last two weeks from Lamar Jackson to cement probably his second MVP. Can you cement probably? To can probably you, cement. Can, can you, you could probably cement an MVP? I think you can. All right. That can makes you? Sense. Eh, sure. Hedging. Peter King, he's with us on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. Uh, we can start there. Is Lamar Jackson going to win the MVP? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Oh man, it took me it took me 90 minutes into the first show of 2024 to have Tanny and Shane disgusted with me. Yeah, mine happened a lot faster. Oh, hi Peter. I'm sorry. In other words, that. you just got exfoliated by Old Spice or whatever. <laughs> God, what a pro you are. Just, yeah. It's why he's the yeah. original windbag. That's very, very impressive. I am the windbag. Good. <laughs> Happy New Year, Peter. Same to you guys. How are you doing? I mean, we're doing very well. The The Bears have Justin Fields and the number one pick. What what could be better? Yeah, I agree. I still think it's a decision that has to be made, obviously. But, you know, I look at the Bears right now. And since the second week of, of November, I mean, this team is 5-2. and two, And their two losses – Uh, They gave up 15 points in the last four minutes to lose to Detroit. And they were ahead of Cleveland by, what, double digits late in the third quarter. Uh, And those are the two games they lost. So they had those two games in control, and they've won the other five. So I don't know. And one of those games, by the way, not only was against Detroit, it was in Detroit with people in Detroit out, you know, thinking that, we're going to stomp these bums, and and they didn't. So, look, I I kind of look at the Bears right now, and I say, you know, I was so glad to hear 
the fans on Sunday chanting for Fields because the way he's played, and look, Justin Fields is not even close to a finished product, and maybe that will bother uh, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, assuming that Matt Eberflus returns, which I think is probably a good assumption. But I think Ryan Poles, when I look at this, he has got to say, okay, I've got three choices. I sit where I am and I take one of the great quarterbacks or I trade down two spots and get an extra one and maybe even more than that, maybe an extra one and two, and I take Marvin Harrison Jr. And I still have a bevy of number one picks, uh, probably four over the next two drafts, and uh, I've got the best receiver to come out in years. You you could either do that or you can trade down to whatever, 11 to 15, somewhere in there, and get extra ones both in 25 and 26. And he could have two multiple ones in each of the next three drafts uh, with a quarterback who he likes. And by the way, and, and the ability, perhaps if he chooses, perhaps to take Michael Penix and Bo Nix somewhere in the teens. So uh, this is whatever happens. And I have no idea what's going to happen. You're four months away from whatever's going to happen. I don't, and no one knows. I think it's going to be a fascinating story uh, to watch over the next four months. And, you know, look, when I started in this business, I worked, I covered the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. And that first year, uh, when I covered the Bengals in the off season, I covered college basketball. Even on one of the Friday nights when I was covering the Bengals in 1984, I went and covered a high school football game in Cincinnati because high school football is so huge there. And, and so, but today, you know, if I work for the Cincinnati Inquirer or, or the, the covering the Chicago Bears for the Sun-Times, the Athletic, the Tribune, whatever, you got to have two people on them every day in the offseason because of what a huge offseason this is for this team. We are those two people. We're up for it. Yeah, yeah so it, every day in the offseason last year, we did something called polls position because <laughs> Good. because of the – thank you very much. And it, it, I don't know, it wasn't me, though. But, you know, but, but we're going to do it again. We're, we got to do it again. The whole offseason is going to run through – Ryan Poles having that number one overall pick in this quarterback crazy draft. What's your sense right now? Maybe a couple of weeks ago it was a three and you're hoping for a two in terms of draft, you know, a capital for Justin Fields. If he plays well this weekend and finishes with these seven games, could you get a first round pick for Justin Fields? I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe Justin Fields is, the Alfa Romeo that's got 40,000 miles on it. You love it. You're excited about it. But it's, it was driven off the lot three years ago. So I'm not paying you top value for that. But look, I have no idea right now whether – I mean, let's let's think about the teams maybe in the second half of the first round, let's just say, if you if you hope to get a one for Justin Fields. Let's say let's take the teams in the second half of the first round and just ask this question. Which of those teams? I mean, let's say let's say Vegas finishes 8 and 9 and they're at 
18. I, I don't know where they'll be, 16. I don't know, whatever. But let's say they're there. Would they pay a one for Justin Fields, or would they sit there and take the remains, you know, of one of the great quarterbacks in this round? I mean, I don't watch much college football, but that Michael Penix, he is a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, he he is a he's a good good football player and Michigan's going to have trouble beating him I think now I think Michigan will probably win the game but Michigan is going to have its hands full but you you look at all these teams that are that are at the that are going to have the ability to maybe want a quarterback with Pittsburgh trade for Justin Fields maybe um you know but I I just think the big issue the big issue is you know, if if the Chicago Bears who've seen him for three years then try to get rid of him, uh, wanting to take somebody that's out there. Look, if they got the 18th pick in the draft and you're Ryan Poles, I might take that, in part just to start the quarterback clock over again. But you guys know this. I've said this on this show a few times, that it's one of these be careful what you wish for moments in the history of the Chicago Bears because they've got a quarterback who you might right now call a C-plus quarterback, all right? Not the greatest in the pocket, a great runner of the football, a, a guy with great presence. His teammates really like him. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be some impact on the team in the locker room if they get rid of him. You got to keep that in mind. But – you have to ask yourself if we are convinced that one of these college quarterbacks is a significant upgrade over Justin Fields, let's roll the dice, let's take them. And the only thing we lose there is the possibility of two or three extra first round picks to really buttress the talent around your quarterback. Peter King is our guest, and Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturiz- mo- moisturization because men have skin, too. All right. All right. Take it easy. At least I remembered to do that one. Moisturization is a tricky, That's tricky word. It's a weird word. It's a weird word. I agree. All right. Take it easy. I would have nailed it. Say I moisturization three times fast. Come on. I'd rather not. Uh, <laughs> this is going great. I don't think I'm a professional talker or anything. Anything. Uh, ESPN reported today Courtney Cronin and Jeremy Fowler had a piece that said, uh, quoting anon- or citing anonymous uh, executives who said that Ryan Poles could get the same thing that he got from Carolina last year, which was two ones, two twos, and DJ Moore, but he had to trade all the way from one to nine, that he could stay in the top five and get the same haul. Do you agree? Is this year's number one pick that much more valuable than last year's number one pick? The reason why those stories scare me when I hear them is I want to know who is in the top five, which we're not positive about yet. We have a good idea, but we don't know. And I want to know if a general manager for those teams uh, and a general manager obviously needs a quarterback right now would say I will pay uh you know I would I would give him my one, another one, two twos, and a top line starting player. 
to move from, let's say, four to one. I mean, and again, I am not in any way doubting them. I am simply making this point, okay, that teams have not done and finished their scouting on all these guys. There's, there aren't many times where on January 2nd that a general manager of a team will say, I want player X. Let's say it's Drake May, Caleb, whoever it is. I want player X. I will pay the farm for them. And if we are there at four or five, I will give them as much or more than they got for trading to nine last year. And again, it could very well happen. I think it could. I just think four months before the draft, it's pretty hard to call that, at least in my opinion. That was Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Nailed it. Nailed that one. If I may have the last word. Sure. Moisturization. Oh, well done. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Okay, guys. Take care. Thank you. We've got some big playoff implication matchups this weekend. We've got Buffalo and Miami for the AFC East. Yep. We have Dallas and Philly for the NFC East. That's fun, man. Yeah, and Packers-Bears is winning you're in. Packers-Bears is winner you're in for Green, for, Bay. for Green Bay. Yeah, and then obviously a lot of seeding uh, still, so matchups not yet locked in in the playoffs. Jacksonville uh, is a win, and they get in. If they lose, they're likely out. Yep. So. Rams-Niners, a couple NFC uh, mm-hmm. playoff teams, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, very very good weekend. Look at your sport. <laughs> they're pretty good at making the schedule. Yeah. They figured that part seems, of the league out. It'll be all right at that. Uh, I'm used to having 23 teams eliminated by now. <laughs> They're actually going to announce their awards three and a half months from now, the NFL. They just want to be like baseball. Mm. Kurt Warner will join us at 4 o'clock. We can address the uh, contractual QB clock restarting it thing briefly on the other side. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's a disgusting way to do talk radio, isn't it? Afternoons on the score. I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows. Bears officially have the number one pick. There's an NFL.com report that Matt Eberflus is likely back. They can keep the Packers out of the playoffs on Sunday. A lot is happening. Um, Kurt Warner in about 10 minutes here. Yeah, Jalen Johnson in an hour, 10 minutes. We'll see if his shoulder is good and if he's going to play in this game against Green Bay. Uh, One of the few times. Manchu. Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) play. You think I'm missing that? Am I going to play? Am I going to play Sunday's game? (laughs) (laughs) He likes to repeat the question. I love that he takes his time to do that. Very thoughtful answer. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Find himself with space. He always said, said, what about this Packers game? Oh, we're on their ass for sure. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Ask him. I I will. (laughs) Coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, one of the few times that I was like, ah, I really want to get some takes off over over the the time off. I saw Lawrence talking about, um, and I we didn't get to it in transition today, but tomorrow the next day we'll we'll talk about it. The idea he said that if you're using the contract for Fields, he said it's a cop out because they can just franchise tag him if they don't pick up the fifth year option. So. He's under contract for six million bucks next year, and then you could do the franchise tag the year after that if you decline the fifth year option. And so, you know, then in theory, you could franchise tag him again after that, do the Kirk Cousins thing. Uh, you could franchise a player twice in a row. You could. Cousins, by the way, had no fifth year option because he was a late Cor- pick. Correct. But that 
Absolutely. But uh, in terms of like how yes, you can yes, do yes. it, um, if the Bears declined the fifth-year option on fields, they could face zero risk of losing him for three more seasons if they wanted to, like in a very extreme way. Next year on the rookie deal, two years from now on a franchise tag, three years from now on a second franchise tag. And it's what the Giants did with Daniel Jones. They did not pick up the fifth-year option. But then they worked out a contract extension. But they did not franchise tag him. They worked out a contract extension after that. I think it was like, I don't know, $160 million. It was, but that was after year four. After year four, correct. Here's why I don't agree that the contract stuff for Fields isn't a huge piece of this. Because, yeah, you could turn down the fifth-year option, and then if it works, franchise tag him. But if you turn down the fifth-year option, you are inherently admitting it might not work. Right? That makes sense to everybody? You might not want Justin Fields beyond next year if you're declining the fifth-year option. Everybody who is a sure thing quarterback on a rookie deal in the first round, Mm -hmm. everybody gets their fifth-year option picked up. And they use this moment of picking up that option to then work out the contract because it actually gives them a little bit of leverage. Yeah, and it keeps the franchise tag in your pocket to use on anyone else on your roster, and the fifth-year option is cheaper than the franchise tag. So any quarterback that you can think of that has been a first-round pick that has been good with their team, they've used the fifth-year option on all the time, 100% of them. Um, If you decline the fifth-year option because you have some degree of uncertainty on fields and next year goes well, franchise tag. But if next year goes poorly, you don't have a path to getting a great quarterback because next year's team with fields or with rookie quarterback X is going to be pretty good. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. They've got a good roster. They're in their mm-hmm. prime. They've got good cap space. They've got good draft capital. So last year and this year are the last times you definitely can just use an asset, get a great quarterback prospect, right? First pick in the draft. You could trade a bunch of picks to move up, but now you're doing what bad teams have to do out of desperation to go get quarterbacks. Or you could say, well, maybe by then it'll be Derek Carr or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or like veteran disgruntled quarterback, uh-huh. you know, to be named later. But if you are passing on Caleb Williams and Drake May, you have to have conviction on Justin Fields to pick up the fifth year option. In my mind, I don't think it's on the table. Like, I will put it at 0% that they trade the pick and don't pick up the fifth year option. That they trade one down. Well, let me ask you this, because as I've been considering this option and thinking about it, if they trade one down to three, and then they also have 10 or whatever it is, have your own pick, couldn't they then take a quarterback later? If they replenish... I'm with Chase Daniel. He said they just won't do that. Yeah. Like, if they're moving on from Fields, who is a starter in the NFL, they'll do it for the top quarterback on their board. But I'm talking they, about keeping Fields and drafting someone and stashing them. That option, I think... But I know you don't like it and you don't think it's plausible. I think you go for greatness. And so I don't think they'll do that either. But I don't think... you. you if you're passing on a QB at one... I think you also have to be advocating for them to pick up the fifth-year option on fields. I think those two things are in like direct conflict with each other. If you 
don't take a quarterback at one. Kurt Warner will join us to talk about Justin Fields' progress next on The Score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.